0: This is Stacey Gotsoulias DC Lundberg Ryan Finkelstein Taylor Blake Ward Host of Locked On Yankees Locked On Mariners Locked On Mets Locked On Angels And you're listening to Locked On Braves Locked On Braves Locked On Braves Part of the Locked On Podcast Network Hey and welcome back to Lockdown Braves brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there where you can see everywhere I am covering the game of baseball including the Atlanta Braves over at tomahawktake.com. Also make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore Braves. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, wherever it is that you get your podcast. Do appreciate all the support there, especially on Twitter. Been getting a lot of great comments on this series. Got questions uh, that we're going to get into as well on the podcast. So appreciate all the interaction there. Want to make this show your show as well. So continue to send in your questions on Twitter. Let me know your feedback, what you want to talk about. Really do appreciate all all the interaction, and thank you for making Lockdown Braves your first listen each and every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and we are free and available on all platforms. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about the Rule Five MILB draft, uh, as well as some other minor league news. With Liberty Media making a sale of some of their minor league teams. And then we're going to wrap up our uh, series comparing the 1995 Atlanta Braves team to the 2021 team, and I'll give you my winner, uh, which team I would take. And it's going to be going to be a tough choice, so stick around uh, to the end and let me know on Twitter, please let me know uh, which team you would take. Who do you think would win head-to-head between the 1995 Braves and the 2021 Braves? Basically, we're trying to pick what's the best Braves team of all time, right? Uh, The two World Series champions. Uh, So let me know who you would pick. If you would take the 95 version or the 2021 version. But let's start off looking at some news because we haven't had any news to talk about in a while. And I tweeted it out on Twitter where, you know, we're not even a week into the lockout. And this minor league Rule 5 draft seems like a Super Bowl level event. Everybody was tweeting about it. Uh, on on Wednesday and talking about these guys that nobody knows and it just it's where we are in the lockout already where everybody is just craving some sort of baseball news so wanted to just touch on it briefly go through the list of players that the Braves acquired and they lost one as well Uh, they did their their first pick that they took was first baseman John Nagowski Um, and of course the Braves take a first baseman here and everybody kind of freaks out but this is not the replacement for Freddie Freeman simply some organizational depth at the position the Braves don't have a ton of of depth there especially guys with experience so that's all this is going to be for Nagowski if there were injuries upon injuries and then maybe another injury um, then maybe John Nagowski would come up and play first base for the Braves but would be surprised if that actually happens, but always got to have that depth at the position. You've seen Braves make moves like this in the past at the first base spot. You know Yonder Alonso, Matt Adams, guys they brought in to add some depth uh, behind Freddie Freeman in case of, of injury. They also drafted left-handed pitcher Luis De Avila. Uh, only he's only 20 years old, so perhaps has some upside. Did have a K per nine over ten in 2021 despite a high era so again still young left-handed pitcher you know, good strikeout numbers so there could be some upside there with de avila they also took a right-handed pitcher alan uh, winas winens uh, sorry hopefully i got that name right uh really good numbers at high A and double a last year had a combined 1.72 era and 47 innings with a 0.809 whip so really good numbers Perhaps could see him make an appearance in the bullpen in 2022 if he continues to pitch like that, especially. Uh, but we'll see what he does, but at least some some depth, more depth in the organization for the bullpen. And then same with right-handed pitcher Tanner Andrews, who was their final pick in the MILB draft, or Rule 5 draft. Just again, some more organizational depth in the bullpen I would be surprised if he makes an appearance with the Braves, but you got to have arms in all your for all your teams, so Andrews does that uh, there. So Braves take four guys in the minor league portion of the Rule 5 draft. And like I said, they also lost a left-handed pitcher, Gabriel Rodriguez, uh, in the first round. I think he was one of the first picks taken, maybe the first, I think at least the first top ten uh, picks taken. So they do lose him, but they gain – Four other players. Again, just adding some organizational depth. Now, maybe the bigger news on Wednesday is the fact that the Atlanta Raves sold three of their minor league affiliates. They sold uh, Gwinnett, Mississippi, and Rome to a company called Endeavor. And Endeavor right now is uh, purchasing a lot of of major or minor league baseball teams. Uh, It's essentially a financial move for. Liberty Media, media. Uh, The Braves, Atlanta Braves, were one of a few teams who actually owned several of their minor league teams. Uh, For most teams, somebody else does own their minor league team and run the day-to-day off-the-field operations. Um, The advantage to owning your own team, you know, in the past, gave you, um, you know, saying power on where the team played, you know, the team name, stuff like that. Uh, that's no longer an advantage since Major League Baseball has taken over MILB. Uh, so with that, you know, no longer being a need, no longer being an advantage for teams, it makes a lot of sense here for the Braves to, you know, sell these teams and to you know profit off of it. You know, not anything big or, or anything. I don't even know if it's anything that will go towards payroll, but uh, at the very least, you know, Liberty Media does you know make some money off of this endeavor. Will basically handle, like I said, the day-to-day. Off the field operations, ticket sales, marketing, all of that—you um, know, again, basically everything off the field. So, you know, in, in all, it's not really a, a huge change. Everything development-wise and player-wise is still going to be the same. This is basically off the field stuff that will no longer be handled by the Atlanta Braves themselves. Instead, uh, com- this company called Endeavor uh, will be taking over control of that. And they actually bought uh, the Augusta green jackets as well. So they now own all four minor league affiliates for the Braves. So interested to see how that will work out. Um, I'm a big minor league fan myself. So I'm hoping this is a good thing for minor league baseball to have a company you know, solely dedicated to the off the field stuff and bringing people to the ballpark highlighting some of the more talented prospects in the organization. I'm hoping that's going to be a good thing. Um, but again, I don't expect any location changes, really even any name changes. There's potential there could be, you know, team name changes, but I wouldn't expect that at least anytime soon. But like I said, Major League Baseball now owns, you know, minor league baseball. So I, I don't see any major shifts in location changes, which is why The Braves decided to sell these teams because they feel confident that they'll stay in their location, which is where they want them, because everybody is really close to uh, the Major League Stadium in Atlanta. So the Braves have a very good setup there where, you know, Gwinnett is right down the road. Obviously, Mississippi is just a couple states over. And then you have, you know, Augusta really close by, as well as Rome, Georgia. So, um, you know, the Braves are in a really good spot with where their minor league teams are located and situated. Um, But they have handed the reins over for the day-to-day operations to uh, Endeavor, and they will be taking over that in 2022. All right, next we will look at the outfield comparing the 1995 teams to the 2021 team and who had the better outfield between those two teams. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues the march to the playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Stance Apparel is some of the softest, most comfortable apparel out there. The apparel is very well made, super soft, and entirely unique. It's a lot of fun to wear, and it's it's some, something you'll love purchasing for you and others. Stance gives you a sense of confidence simply, simply by feeling good. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in, that those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself, register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your purchase when you use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. All right, so that's been really tough comparing position by position, you know, between these two teams. Middle infield's really the only one that was uh, an easy task with Danzy Swanson and Ozzy Albie's obviously outperforming Mark Limpke and Raphael Belliard. Although Limke had a very good World Series in 1995, but the rest of these position battles have been very close, very hard to choose between and that's remains the same even for the outfield. You know, the Braves outfield was so good. I mean you had two uh, series MVPs in Eddie Rosario and Jorge Soler, but uh the nineteen ninety five outfield was really solid. I mean you had David Justice who hit you know one of the biggest home runs in franchise history in that game six you can say the same for Jorge Soler even though that game ended up being a blowout that three-run homer early early in the game obviously set the tone but both these outfields very very comparable very very good so let's start with the 1995 outfielder I'm going with a lineup of Klesko, Grissom, and Justice as those were the main hitters in the outfield obviously you had some defensive replacements particularly for Klesko throughout the series Ryan Klesko in the regular season, 170 games, slash 310, 396, 608, and a 1004 OPS. So, a 1004 OPS, had 23 home runs, 70 runs batted in. So, very good regular season for Ryan Klesko, albeit in only 107 games. In the postseason, played in 14 games, uh, it was 12 for 38 for a 316 average, nine runs, one double, three home runs, five RBIs, six walks, 11 strikeouts. So, a very good postseason for Klesko. In the World Series, Ryan Klesko uh, was five for 16 at the plate, hit three home runs, uh, scored four runs, drove in four, three walks, four strikeouts, was uh, slash 313, 421, 875 with a 1296 OPS in the World Series. So you compare that right there to Jorge Soler, who was six for 20 in the World Series, slash 300, 391, 800 with an 1191 OPS three home runs, six RBI, that's very comparable numbers right there. And Jorge Soler was, you know, your World Series MVP. So, Klesko and Soler kind of right there, comparable stat lines, at least in the postseason. You know, we know Soler missed most of the NLCS because of of COVID reasons. So, obviously, his overall numbers, postseason numbers, are, are down a little bit. Uh, Then going back to the 1995 team, looking at Marquise Grissom in center field. Over the regular season, playing 139 games, slash 258, 317, 376 with a 693 OPS. So not great numbers there, but scored 80 runs, had 12 home runs, 29 stolen bases, and was a gold glover in center field. In the postseason, though, Marquise went off, and he really set the table at the top of the lineup. Was 25 for 65 in the postseason with a 385 average. Scored 10 runs, so again, just getting on base, scoring runs. Had three home runs in the postseason, five RBIs, five stolen bases, a couple of walks, two doubles, and a triple. So Grissom was really good in the postseason, in the World Series as well, nine for 25 at the plate, slash 360, 407, 400, 807. Uh, Scored three runs, double RBI, three stolen bases. Again, just an incredible postseason for Marquise Grissom. Compare that to the 2021 center fielder and Adam Duvall. In the the postseason, he was 13-59, so 220 average. Did have three home runs and 10 RBI. Uh, also had three walks in the World Series. Duvall was just 5 for 24 with a 208 average, 698 OPS. Did have a couple of home runs and six RBIs. So just like all season for Adam Duvall, not always getting hits, but when he gets hits, he made them count. Driving in runs with 10 postseason RBI and six RBI in the World Series alone. So really kind of hard to compare. Uh, that there because Duvall didn't hit a lot, and Grissom did, uh, but when Duvall got hits, he made them count. Uh, overall in the postseason, Duvall was 13-59, 220 average, uh, had those three home runs and those 10 RBI like I talked about. So, uh, And it's really not worth talking about the regular season numbers for these 2021 outfielders because they weren't with the Braves very long. They were with the Braves for a couple of months, so uh, you know really not worth mentioning their regular season numbers. And then finally for the 1995 team, you got David Justice uh, in the regular season, playing 120 games, um, slash 253, 365, 479 with an 844 OPS. So again, you know, really good numbers in the postseason. Uh, 11 for 44 at the plate for a 250 average, scored six runs, had a double, a homer, six RBIs, 12 walks, getting on base a ton, and just four strikeouts. In the World Series, he was just five for 20 in the World Series, slash 250, um, but had five walks, so it had a 450 on base percentage, uh, or 400 on base percentage, a 450 slug, and an 850 OPS. Again, those five walks, just getting on base a ton, drove in five runs in the World Series. So, obviously, really good numbers. From David Justice, kind of comparing him to Eddie Rosario. Obviously, Eddie had a huge postseason overall 16 games, hit 383, scored 11 runs, three doubles, one triple, three homers, 11 RBIs, stolen base, eight walks, and 10 strikeouts. So, an unbelievable postseason for Eddie Rosario. Was not the best World Series, just five for 22 at the plate, but still scored five runs, had four walks. So, he slashed 227 with a 346 on base. Um, A 318 slug because didn't uh, hit a home run in the World Series, just had the two doubles and a 664 OPS. So, again, really, really hard to pick here in the outfield. Um, You know, both did really well. You talk about what the 2021 outfield did, specifically with Rosario winning the NLCS MVP and Soler, the World Series MVP. I mean, it'd be hard not to pick them. But you look at these numbers from the 1995 outfield. I mean, in the World Series alone, Klesko hit 313 with a 1296 OPS. You know, Grissom hit 360 with an 807 OPS and a 407 on base percentage. Justice hit 250, but had a 400 on base percentage and an 850 OPS. You know, they all hit at least one home run in the World Series um, with Klesko hitting, hitting three. So uh, I I don't know. This is a tough one for me. I'm going to I'm going to bail out here and say that this one is a push. I was not expecting that coming in because I knew how big the outfielders were for the Braves in 2021, but this outfield in 1995 was was really good as well, especially in the postseason, we're just comparing, you know, the postseason here. It's really hard to argue with the numbers that Klesko, Grissom, and Justice put up here. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's a push in the outfield between these two teams. I think they're both very comparable. I think they were both very good, and I think they were both. Um, you know, obviously, very instrumental in their teams winning the World Series. Everybody talks about the 2021 outfield, but I mean, that was just a, a remade outfield, and it just happened to all click uh, and work. And they were great and tremendous in the postseason. Obviously, the Braves don't win without these guys, but you know, I don't know that the 1995 team wins without that outfield there. I mean, there was only one run scored in game six, and it was a David Justice uh, solo home run. So, both both outfields very important to their teams winning what they did offensively. Obviously, obviously Grissom very good in center field. And Duvall had his his moments uh in center field as well, but you know, certainly not to the level of a Marquise Grissom. So I'm gonna say it's a push between the two outfields here. Uh it's just too too tough to call. Probably could have said that about a lot of positions, but I'm gonna use my Mulligan here and say that this is a push in the outfield. So Next, I will give you my overall take on which team I think is better between 1995 and 2021. All right, so looking at who is better, 1995 or 2021, and please let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. I want to know your thoughts, which team you think is better. And I just want to recap really quickly um, which team I picked going position by position. Starting pitching, I took the 1995 team, obviously with Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz, Avery, uh, Mark Wohlers. Uh, the bullpen, I obviously took the 2021 bullpen with Matzik, Minter, Smith, Jackson were just unbelievable. Couldn't believe those numbers when I went back over them. At first base, I took 2021. I'm still not sure about that one. You could go McGriff or, or Freddie Freeman. Second base shortstop, I already talked about. Those two were pretty obvious. Those were pretty e- easy picks for the 2021 team. Uh, Third base, I went with Chipper Jones in 1995. Again, a really tough call there, but like the switch hitting Chipper Jones, and you know Riley had big moments in the postseason. His numbers overall weren't great, uh, but he did have some big moments and some key hits. But went with Chipper Jones there in the outfield. I took a push. I think it was very even. I think both are very comparable. Like I said, up and down, every position is is really close and really comparable outside of second base and shortstop and you know really the the defense that Raphael Belliard give you at shortstop you know it's hard, kind of hard to quantify that uh, and obviously I think Dansby Swanson is very good shortstop as well defensively so I mean this is these are very two two very even teams also two very different eras of baseball um, you know the, the the Braves in the 90s were trying to win on pitching defense you know get a little little offense um, they were also trying to do that in an era where everybody was starting to to juice and, and hit home runs. You know, not saying anybody on this Indians team was, but that was a very dangerous Indians lineup with Carlos Baerga, Jim Tomey, uh, Albert Bell. I mean, that was a a very dangerous Indians team with Kenny Lofton at the top of the lineup when he's in in his prime. So they are facing you know one of the best offenses you know in baseball. Uh, That 1995 pitching held that dangerous Indians lineup to 3.2 runs per game in the World Series. Uh, The 2021 pitching held a dangerous Astros team. Don't overlook that. I mean, it's very comparable as far as the teams that both of them were facing. That Indians offense was very good. This Astros offense was the best in all of baseball in 2021. And that 2021 pitching staff for the Braves held them to 3.3 runs per game in the World Series, including, including two shutouts. So... Very impressive stuff from the 2021 pitching staff. The 1995 pitching staff had a 267 ERA in the World Series in 54 innings with a 1.11 whip in 37 strikeouts, while the 2021 staff had a 306 ERA in 53 innings with a 1.208 whip in 55 strikeouts. So, again, the 1995 staff had a little bit better ERA, a little bit better whip, less strikeouts. Um, but overall, the 1995 pitting staff you know, was better, and both of them, you know, obviously facing very dangerous lineups. Looking at the offensive side of things, the 1995 Braves scored 3.8 runs per game in the World Series. They slashed 244, 335, 420 with a 755 OPS and eight home runs, while the 2021 offense averaged 4.2 runs per game, slashed 239, 303, 443 with a 746 OPS and 11 home runs. So Again, that one kind of goes back and forth. Get a little bit more runs, a little bit more home run power with the 2021 team, but less on base, um, less OPS, less average. Um, So again, it's a tough call here. I'm going to give you my pick. I'm going to pick the 1995 team, uh, even though you know I picked more uh, positionally for the 2021 team, but overall, I'm going to go with the 1995 team. I mean, that was a team of the 90s. I mean, that is one of the Best runs in Atlanta Braves history. You know, that team was a a dynasty. It should have been the start of many more World Series to come. I mean, you had Hall of Famer. And, and again, I'm just picking my results, just picking based on that year, based on that postseason, that World Series. And I still would pick the 1995 team. But, again, you're looking at Hall of Famers, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz, Chipper Jones. Um, So, I mean, it's hard not to pick. That team, as great as this run was in 2021, I actually was surprised that the numbers were as even as they were between 2021 and 1995. I mean, this 2021 team was really, really good, especially down the stretch and obviously in the postseason. But I always go with pitching, you know, over hitting in the postseason. That 1995 staff, you know, obviously very good with the starters uh, and Mark Wohlers in the bullpen. So, again... <laughs> I think you know, there was a huge advantage for the 2021 team that the Astros just really didn't have a lot of pitching. We knew that was going to be the one advantage the Braves had going into that series, and I think they really took advantage of that. You know, in a hypothetical world where this 1995 team was facing off against this 2021 team, that 2021 team would not have that advantage, and I don't know if they could do what they did against the Astros as they could against you know, Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz, Avery. Uh, so I I would see that 1995 team winning out, especially looking at the outfield um, numbers, what Klesko and Grissom and Justice were able to do. And obviously with McGriff, Lopez, Chipper Jones, I mean, those are really good Players. So I'm going to go with the 1995 team. I think they are the better team here. Obviously, again, two different eras of baseball. So, you know, both are tailored a little differently. Uh, but I'm going to go with the 1995 team. So let me know who you would pick. Who do you think is the better World Series team between 1995 and 2021? I really have enjoyed this series, this comparison. Been a really fun comparison. See how comparable these two teams are are. But in the end, I'm going with the 1995 team. So let me know who you would pick. But that will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. You can follow me at shortstopball. Continue to send in those questions. And again, please let me know who you would pick between the 1995 and 2021 Braves. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Braves podcast wherever it is that you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves, Locked On Braves, Locked On Braves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.